You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Lord my God, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be the name of Jesus. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. We bless you tonight. We bless you tonight. Glory, glory. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for utterance. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I thank you for the spirit of understanding. Let it be impartation. Let it be revelation. Let it be transformation. Through the power of your word. In Jesus name. Amen. My Lord. Turn to someone and say. Kingdoms advance through violence. Did you know that? You didn't know. I can show you. Kingdoms advance through violence. Look at it historically. So many empires that rose, and they had to go and they had to conquer, they had to, they had to invade territories. Huh? That, that's how come we were colonized. We were conquered. In case you didn't know. It wasn't just a, you know, a negotiation. No. They just came. They just arrived in ships and then, you know. Just took over. We had um, we had our our different kingdoms all over the continent. We we had our own systems of governance. Huh? We had our own kings. We had our chiefs, and you know tribal chiefs and whatever. And we we had we had that all over. But these guys, they just came. They came with guns. We didn't have guns. We had bows and arrows. And bows and arrows. <laughs> oh, my. Imagine someone with, with, with a machine gun and you have a bow and arrow. And you're trying to contend. So we were forced to submit. And then after that, they named us. <laughs> we didn't even decide. They told us who we were, right? <laughs> they told us who we were. Come on. And then they told us how much we had to pay them. Huh? For ruling us. Come on. And everyone that tried to say no was made an example. Was made an example to the rest. You see, if you say no, you see what we did to this? That's exactly what's coming to you. 
So you are better off surrendering. Okay. We want how many hectares? There's a country I know. They actually like <laughs> where where I, I used to school there, so this was like these guys came in a helicopter and they took the chief and they just like said, Okay, where do we take? And they were just pointing. And that's how come they they took that place and they gave him a few bottles of gin and some other things, you know, and that's yeah, because you you either agree or you get punished. So the options were not much. Did you get my point? I'm going somewhere. So kingdoms advance through what? Violence. Pastor, are you preaching violence? Yes, I'm preaching violence. <laughs> that's exactly, you heard me right. I'm preaching violence. Glory to God. So, <laughs> let's look at, let's, let's start from what Jesus said. How many people know that uh, Jesus can't be wrong? Yes? Okay, so let's look at Matthew chapter 11. From verse 12, he says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. This is your king. This is your lord. This is your savior. This is the prince of peace. Talking. Did you hear me? This is the prince of peace talking. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. I, I like how the NIV puts it. Let's, let's, see, let's see it in the NIV. Okay. The NIV says, uh, it says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. Come on. Has it been peacefully advancing? Come on. How has it been advancing? Forcefully. It has been forcefully advancing. And peaceful men shall lay hold of it. Huh? Forceful men shall lay hold of it. Forceful men lay hold of it. So it takes for you to advance the kingdom. If we are going to advance the kingdom of God, there is a degree of force that is required. There is a kind of force that is required to move things in the spirit. There is a kind of force that is required to, to, to make God's will manifest in your life. I'm telling you. So it takes violence. The enemy knows this principle. And he is using it effectively. He has advanced his kingdom through violence. 
He used violence to, uh, to advance his kingdom. And he's still doing that today. So, the violence we see in our streets, I'm telling you, it's hell advancing. When, when you start thinking of it that way, then your response will be different. You, 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 you don't look at it and then just begin to say things that you don't understand. You see it as hell moving. So wherever, any area that has been taken over by violence, I have news for you. That's a base. That means Satan has established a base there. Because in case you don't know, I heard a long time ago, somebody was saying, in fact, it was a family friend. My mom was preaching to him and he was making a mockery of the gospel. He said, you know, I don't want to go to heaven because heaven is going to be boring. He said, all the good musicians are, are going to hell, so I want to be there because we'll have long parties. What level of deception is that? He's, you know, all the good people, all the interesting people, all the fun people are going to be in hell. Heaven is going to be boring. So, and I was just a child, but I still remember up to today. I was probably about 12 years old when, when I heard that statement. And this, my mom would be talking, telling him, trying to explain the gospel. The guy would just be laughing. I hope he got to receive Jesus before he died because he's dead. Now when he gets to hell, if he didn't give his life to Jesus, he will discover a level of violence that he has never seen on earth. It's not going to be a party. It's going to be violent. It's going to be violent there. So do yourself a favor. Don't go to hell for any reason. Because you think you're seeing violence here. <laughs> That's just a microcosm of, you know, it's not even a, I don't even know how to, Testament compared to what is going on down there. So those places that we see violent, what the enemy is doing is that he's trying to bring some more from down there onto the surface. Are you getting my point? He's trying to advance his kingdom. That's what he's doing. Because he knows for a kingdom to advance, there's a degree of violence that's required. Now, violence, you know, is relative. You, you, you know, it depends on what, I don't know what, as I'm talking, I don't even know what is going on in your mind about this violence we're talking about. But there are different types of violence. Different types of violence. Jesus said, the kingdom of God from the days of John the Baptist 
kingdom of heaven. I suffered bad. When John the Baptist was preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You know what? The first response was from the religious community. Those guys quickly went in to say, hey, they want to be gatekeepers of the kingdom. What, what did you go to the wilderness to see? Huh? So there was a violent pursuit. But they didn't want to get in. They want to be. They want to hijack this, this kingdom. They want to hijack this message. They want to hijack this move. That was their plan. But John the Baptist was just too hard. Huh? He wasn't part of them. He wasn't living among them. He was living there. His diet was hard. You, they, <laughs> his level of violence, my goodness, it requires a higher level of violence. So what did they do? They seized him. They captured him. Because... It was okay until he violently confronted Herod. Say, hey, it is unlawful for you to take your brother's wife. Oh. Let's arrest him. Put him in jail. Let's hear who is going to preach to them. And eventually, violence took his head off. That's hell. <laughs> so you, that's why I'm, I, I, you know, it's, it's somehow when Christians think that you can just be just nice and easygoing and just be, have a peace pack with the devil and he will allow you to continue to grow steadily in God. Huh? <laughs> that's in your dream life. But in real life, it will not happen like that. Amen. You have to fight. Amen. You have to fight for your soul. Amen. There is a degree of violence for you just to protect your soul Amen. from being captured. I'm telling you. Amen. And he has captured many. You, you, you think those people that are going around doing all those things for Satan is because they've been captured. So the violence starts from the spirit. Are you getting me? It starts from the spirit. It doesn't start from the streets. So what does he do? He, he, he captures their souls. And then begins to feed the soul. With inspirations from hell. And begins to give them pictures of hell. If you go and meet some of those people, the kind of nightmares they have. Oh my goodness. Right. You inspire them. So you, 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 you need to fight for your soul. Just to be okay. It's a fight. You have to fight to keep your mind sane. It is a fight. It's a fight. Yes. 
You have to fight to remain healthy. It's a fight. Are you getting me? Yeah, you have to fight. Everything is a fight. So when you become passive, you are volunteering yourself. You're volunteering yourself. And the enemy will. He will take that. I mean, he will take every opportunity. Every opportunity you give to him, he will take it. And the ones you didn't give to him, he will take. So you have to fight to keep your soul. You have to fight to keep your family. Come on. You have to fight to keep your sanity. You have to fight to keep your faith. Faith is a fight. Are you getting my point? And the fight is not... (laughs) Oh my. When it comes to fighting, you know, it's the strongest that wins. Do you get my point? Yeah. The strongest wins. Or the stronger wins. So you have to fight. Just to stand in the Lord is a fight. Why do you think people, some people are giving up their faith now? It's a fight. It's violence that is going on in the spirit. Somebody was asking me, oh, why are these celebrities, Christian, top Christian celebrities giving up their faith? It's because it's a fight. It's a fight. Glory to God. So hell cannot advance without violence. Hell needs violence in order to advance. So it starts the violence in your mind. It starts the violence in your soul. Starts the violence. That's where it begins. Starts the violence in your <laughs> in your subconscious mind. He starts fighting from there. So if he wins in the subconscious, guess what? The conscious is under his control. Are you getting my point? Yeah. If he wins in your subconscious mind. In other words, when your mind is on neutral, where does it go? Where your mind goes when you are on neutral tells you where your subconscious is. (laughs) Tells you the state of your subconscious. There are some people, I know some people that when they are neutral, they are negative. It's like everything is just not okay. It's, it's, it's It's a fight just for them to be, to see life positively. So it's just a matter of time they will lose it. If they don't win that battle, if they don't violently assault that enemy. Glory to God. Yeah. Pastor, what kind, what, what kind of message is this? It's a message Jesus taught us. So our society, you know, the enemy has been advancing bit by bit 
And if we don't do anything, it's going to get worse. So it's like just a few demons are producing this. Imagine. <laughs> huh? When the kings come out of hell. We'll just be running. Everybody will be. Everybody will want to emigrate. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Yeah. I've seen it in different countries. I don't want to name countries, but I've seen it. It's real. Amen. So some people just think, oh, well, you know, it's just a, it's just a, a problem of poverty. <laughs> Listen, there was poverty before these things. Do you get me? So don't give me that excuse. They are decent poor people. I'm sure you know a lot of them. <laughs> Correct? Yeah. So because you are poor, you take somebody's life. So how does that satisfy you? How does that solve your pro problem? It doesn't. So that should tell you that it's a spirit. It is a spirit. How? Why would you? How, how, why would a man assault a woman? It, it's not poverty. Do you understand me? It is not poverty. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. There are different kinds of violence. There is emotional violence. You don't hit them, but you just torment them emotionally. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? How many people have experienced that? Come on. Oh, some of you haven't. Live a little longer on earth. And you'll know what I'm talking about. Emotional assault. That's what some people are anointed to do by the devil. The first time I experienced, well, the, it's not the first time, but the, the time that this thing really dawned on me was when um, an immigration officer spoke to me. Oh my God. I could not believe how I felt. She said, you are part of the problem in our country. We don't need people like you. You will never get into South Africa again. Only the minister of home affairs will get you in. And I said to her, okay, what did I do? What's my crime? Did I did, Tell me my crime. And she just kept going, oh, oh. But I, I noticed something that as she was speaking, something came over me that made me feel less than a pin, less than an ant. 
And I walked out of that place as I was walking. I'm like, you know, my head was like. And as I was walking, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. He says, <laughs> he said that that was a demonic attack. Then it dawned on me. Wow. So demons don't only attack people physically. They attack people verbally as well. So immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I now took a stand. Come on. When you, you see, when you know it's a spirit, your response will be different. But if you just look at it as just a, a, this woman has a mental problem. You know, it's, you can see it like that. But I'm telling you, for me, I realize, oh my word, this is a demon. So I rebuke the thing. The moment I rebuked it, I was restored to, to myself. Hallelujah. And within a few weeks after that incident, I was back. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, what, what if I had just settled and just resigned to what she said? So sometimes uh, violence could be verbal. It might not be physical. They say, well, I never hit her. But what did you say? Oh, I, I, I experienced it a lot as a kid when I was living with some relatives. Oh, my goodness. They would... They would talk to me like this. I felt like dying. So imagine a four-year-old child feeling like dying. That should tell you the level of the abuse. So they would give it to me verbally. They would give it to me physically. And they would give it to me emotionally. And when my mom comes to visit me, they'll take me and lock me up in the room. I was not allowed. And then she'll stand and she'll talk to me from the window. I remember that like it happened yesterday. That was violence. That was hell that was manifesting through relatives. So there were times I would be beaten for not answering properly a, a question. There would be times I would be, you know, locked up for, I mean, a child will be a child. Do you understand? You don't expect a child to be an adult. So, just for being a child, I was in trouble. And it battered me emotionally for a long time until God just miraculously changed things. So, that's violence as well. So, it could be, you could be verbally violent could be emotionally violent. Imagine a child who has not seen his mother for months. Then she comes. Because they took me away from my parents. They said my parents were going to spoil me. 
Okay? But then, what? And I remember, sometimes she would bring, she would, she would come to visit with presents, gifts, toys. And those toys would be taken away from me. And they will be given to other children. And I will see them playing with my toys. But I cannot touch it because if I touch it, I'll be in trouble. That's violence. Even if they did not smack me, emotionally, it wounded me. I'm telling you my story. Not anybody else's story. But that was hell manifesting. It was later on, my mom, you know, my dad came to take me away. One night, I remember it clearly. He came. I remember he came in a Land Rover that night. And it was war in that house. Say violence. Yeah, it was war. There was exchange of blows just to take me away from that environment. And when I was taken away, it was as I grew up that my mom now told me that I was actually going to be a sacrifice. So they were preparing me to sacrifice me. My story. You've never heard this before. But I'm telling you. Violence is real. And it's not exclusive to any people group. Do you understand? It's not exclusive to any race. It's just that some races do it in a different way. But there are... Violence is there. The enemy is very smart. He's very strategic. He knows how to carry out his, his, uh, his, his, his plans in a subtle way. And he knows how to blind us to what he's doing. Do you know that there's economic violence? That's what Africa is facing. It is economic violence. How do you explain with all the intellect, with everything, what is going on? Why can't we get it right? There are some structures that have been put in place. Glory to God. That will ensure that when we jump up, we won't go beyond a particular ceiling. And unless we begin to pray and break these things. Because I believe that with the move of God that is coming, He's going to break some of these things. And we're going to see the prosperity of Africa like never before. Telling you. We will break it. Because when the kingdom of God starts manifesting, all the structures that Satan has put in place will be dismantled. Amen. They will crumble. Amen. Just like the Tower of Babel, it, it is coming down. Amen. I declare judgment on every structure 
every structure that has not been erected by God, every structure that is that has been put in place to enslave this nation, to enslave God's people, to enslave this continent, I come against it right now in the name of Jesus. I pull them down, dismantle them in the name of Jesus. Whatever, whatever kind of violence. You know, they're not doing it physically. They just, they just sit down and, you know, intelligently put structures that will stop you. It's, it's like no matter how hard you work, you will, you will always remain there. That thing is coming down. We're going to bring this thing down. I'm upset. With what the enemy is doing. Amen. And we don't see it. We, 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 we have now become each other's enemies. Wow. So one violence breeds another kind of violence. You see? It's a strategy of hell. The strategy of hell. But we bring them down. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What about cultural violence? We bring them down as well. In the name of Jesus. There are some cultures where. Yo, it's, it's like what is this? It's coming down. Because, listen, let me tell you, for the kingdom of God to manifest fully, we cannot ignore the kingdom of darkness. We cannot ignore the kingdom of darkness. Actually, the kingdom of darkness has to be pulled down. It has to be crushed so that we can establish another kingdom, which is the kingdom of God, the mind of God. Now, I don't know your theological persuasion. I know that this world lies under the sway of the wicked one, according to 1 John chapter 5, but I also know that as a king in God's kingdom and as an ambassador for Christ, I have jurisdiction. Glory to God. And wherever I am, I can insist that certain things don't happen where I am. So, what am I saying? Even Satan advances his kingdom through violence. He advances his kingdom through violence. So, the culture of violence must cease. Amen? Amen? Gender-based violence must cease. We need to stop this demon. It must stop. The kingdom of God is against all these things. Amen. God is against these things. Yeah. And we cannot be for what God is against. If God is against something, you need to take a stand against it. You don't need an angel to appear to you. You don't need God to... You know, come appear to you and tell you stand against this. No. Because the Bible is against it, you take a stand. 
and God will back you up. But if you participate, when the judgment comes, you'll be part of the judgment. We must stop it. The devil spreads by violence. His kingdom advances through violence. What about religion? Religion has been used to advance the kingdom of Satan. Religious violence. All these things that I'm saying can be supported historically with facts. Wars. So-called holy wars. What makes it holy? <laughs> huh? They compel you to submission. You don't submit, you get killed. What was wrong? What's that? It ceases. We need to begin, we need to come against. I want you to see violence for what it is. Don't allow, you know, don't allow any veil to be put over your face. That's what it is. It is the kingdom of darkness advancing. Anytime you see violence, especially physical violence, emotional violence. Huh? When you see emotional violence, when you see verbal violence, when you see uh, uh, economic violence, it's the devil at work. He wants to keep people poor because if they remain poor, guess what? Poverty breeds a lot of other things. Do you understand me? So, and remember, if, uh, <laughs> in fact, the Bible puts it this way, Proverbs. It says, the rich rule over the poor. Yeah. I, have, uh, uh, I love the Bible. T- tell your neighbor, the Bible is good for you. It's good. It's good. Yeah. The rich rule over the poor. Hmm? Yeah. And the lender. Huh? Come on. Huh? Come on. Look at it. Oh, that's right. Proverbs 22, 7. The rich rules over the poor. Empty pocket. At the end of the day. He still rules over you. So it didn't say the rich Christian. No, no, no. The rich rules over the poor. So economic violence, the enemy ensures that he uses this principle to introduce. Systems and structures that will keep you permanently down there. You see? The borrower is servant to the lender. Come on. Is that not what is happening? So if he cannot keep you poor, he keeps you in debt.
It's violence. It's economic violence. Okay, let me balance it because some of you, I can hear some thoughts now. Okay, <laughs> reasonably, huh? But it's not the best for you. Okay, the best is if you can buy your house cash. You know that's the best, right? But if you cannot, and you get a bond, clear it quickly. Believe God, trust God, so you can clear it quickly, quickly. Don't wait for 25 years. Finish it in 10 years. Put your faith out there. Develop your faith. Trust God. Are you getting my point? Stop, stop servicing a dead for 25 years. It's not okay. It takes away the money you can use for the kingdom. It takes away the money you can use to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I told you I have many things to say. I'm just trying to compose myself. People of God. So when we talk about violence, don't just look at one aspect. And so when we're praying against violence, you need to see all these things I'm talking about. You need, to, you need to approach it holistically. Glory to God. So that's, that's, that's how Satan works. Can you see all the kind of violence he has introduced? Huh? So you say, oh, well, you know, this place, we're calm. Ah, there's too much crime in South Africa. Okay, I'll go to Australia. And you go to Australia, there's another kind of violence. There's nowhere on earth that there's no violence. There are different types. Some are champions for certain types. And I I don't want to start listing them. But, you know, just go check. You'll see. So, now, the violence, Jesus, the, the violence that will advance the kingdom of God is the one I'm talking about. And this violence does not take lives. It actually brings life. Do you understand? This violence I'm talking about does not take people's dignity. It actually gives them dignity. It doesn't destroy their, their personal worth. It gives them value. Hallelujah. That's why you see those, those religious folks, when they caught that woman in adultery and they brought her to Jesus. Huh? That was religious violence. They, they brought her to Jesus and they said, look, this one. She was caught in the very act. And Moses said that anyone that is guilty of this should be stoned. What do you say? Oh, I love Jesus. Jesus, first of all, 
you know that you don't commit adultery alone, right? And how many people know that? Do you, do you need a special teaching huh? to help you understand that? Huh? No, you don't, right? Gender-based as well. Oh, my God. So, you see, several, several of them. Because violence breeds violence. Yeah, violence breeds violence. So, religious violence is tilting towards gender-based violence. All right? That will now lead to physical violence. And Jesus brought in another kind of violence. And, and, and Pastor Sam calls it the law of violent engagement. And that's an acronym for love. Come on, say the law of violent engagement. L-O-V-E. So that's the, kind of, that's the kind of violence I'm talking about that will advance the kingdom. So Jesus, Jesus is writing, he says, okay, fine, he that is without sin, throw the first stone. He's, he's busy. I don't know what he was writing, but a friend of mine said he was probably writing their names and then their sins. <laughs> he said maybe he was writing their names and their sins. You know, this... this uh, okay, rabbi, whatever. No, this day you stole this. The other day you cheated this person. The other day you lost it. The other day you. It was just... Okay, he dies without sin. So, <laughs> by the time he finished writing, the guys have gone. So that's violence. He confronted that violence with a, with a higher form of violence. Which is the love of God. Amen. Then he tells the lady, where are your accusers? She said, they've all gone. I said, okay. Go and sin no more. So you see, Jesus didn't say it was wrong. It was a lie. Do you get my point? So sometimes in our walk, we think that it's, it's just a matter of right and wrong. No, you can, you, the, the person can be wrong. So what kind of violence are you going to exhibit there? What are you going to display? What kind of violence? Are you going to use the law of violent engagement? Or are you going to now use the might of the law? I want to advance the kingdom of God. The first person to demonstrate violence was God. This violence I'm talking about. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. Verse 6 says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate 
she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. The eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then God called and said to Adam, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said to him, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you that you should not eat? And the man said, The woman, you know, then the blame game starts. Isn't that interesting? The moment you eat from that tree, you start blaming others for your problems. You start seeing, you, your, your vision gets distorted. It's my wife. This woman, like, you, did I ask for a wife? I was on my own. You put me to sleep and you brought this woman. Now look what she has done. Look. She's the one that gave me and I ate. It didn't touch your neighbor. Say it didn't start today. It didn't start today. <laughs> it didn't start today. Glory to God. And this went on. You know the dialogue continued. But look at what happens. I want you to see where God demonstrated violence. Huh? And. Uh, Verse, verse, uh, verse 21. It says, Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord made tunics of skin and clothed them. This, this is the violence of God's love for Adam. For humanity. What does he do? He kills, a, he kills an animal. He, for the first time, Adam witnessed violence for the first time in his life. He saw the life of the animal going. Blood spilled. Then God made a covering for them. Covered Eve. Covered Adam. Stop using these leaves. We need something. Leather. He gave them a leather jacket. <laughs> I mean, look, 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 look at what God did. Huh? For messing up. If, if I were God, I would have just said, Adam, for you and Eve, I, I kill you now. And then I start afresh. That would, just, that would have just sorted everything. But not God. His love will not allow him to. Do you understand? He is upset with what has happened. But he is ruled by another law. The law of violent engagement is what is ruling him. And the animal has to die. The innocent animal has to die. So that he could make leather jackets. For Adam and his wife. That's where the first 
clothing industry started. <laughs> so clothing business is godly. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The love of God. Amen. Amen. So you have to, if, if God's kingdom is going to advance, we have to be violent. Violent in our pursuit of his will. It takes violent commitment for you to get certain things done for God. Do you know that it takes violence for, for, for you to give towards the work of God? There is some kind of violence. It takes violence. It's a violent commitment. In the midst of all of this, in the midst of all your needs, for you to look at your needs and now say, no, God's kingdom first. My needs come second. It's violence. It takes violence. That's the kind of violence that would advance the kingdom. Are you getting me? It takes violence for you to look at somebody. You know, this person looks hard, but then you still go and share the gospel with them. That's violence. Oh, no, this person looks too hard. No, 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 no. You have to be harder than that person. God told Jeremiah, don't fear their faces. You know? He said, if you fear their faces, you're going to be dismayed before them. I'm going to humiliate you before them. Go and tell them what I asked you to tell them. There's a kind of violence that is required for you to obey God. Hallelujah. See? That's how the kingdom will advance. It takes violence for you to make some sacrifices for God. It takes violence for you to submit. Glory to God. The list goes on and on. So, if the kingdom of God is going to advance, we need to be violent in the spirit. It takes violence for you to, for, for, for some people to be delivered. Some demons are not going to leave some people unless there's a degree of violence. Jesus said, you know, a strong man, you know, his palace is in peace. His goods are in peace. He has it well guarded. But then a stronger than he. <laughs> now that doesn't sound like diplomacy. Do you get my point? A stronger than he comes and binds him. Hallelujah. It takes violence for us to bind some of these forces. There's a spiritual violence. You need to be angry inside you. And you say, under my watch, who, how dare you? Huh? I remember those days in my, in my, uh, in my early 20s. There was this pastor that uh, we gave accommodation. Well, my, he was a friend to one of my uncles. So he was going for a, a conference in our city. So my uncle said to him, to, to, you know, that he can stay with, you can stay with my sister. You know, she's got a good place. You can stay there. And then he told my mom to please give this pastor um, accommodation. He's there for, for a conference. No problem, man of God. Anything for a man of God, that woman would do it. So 
This guy was there. This, I can't even remember how long this conference was, but you know, he was there. He came before the conference started, and then the conference started. And there was this sister that was also staying with us. She came into town from another, another state, and she was looking for a job. So, and, and as usual, this, <laughs> her mother gave her a place, and she's staying in our, in our house. And um, uh, so this was the time that I was like, you know, spending a lot of time praying with my friends and all of that. And, and then there was a, a day I, I, I was coming, I went out. So I was coming back home. In the corridor, I saw this lady. She was running. I saw her running. And then I said, where are you going to? And she wasn't properly dressed. You know, she was. She had something she wrapped and she was. I said, where are you going like this? And I could see her body was shaking. Shaking. I said, what happened? She said, that pastor, he wanted to rape me. I said, oh my God. Let's go. Now we went, as we got into the house, I said, I didn't even, there was no respect for pastor or anything. I said to him, you hypocrite. How dare you in my house? I thought you're a man of God. Is this what you teach people? Get out of my house. I don't want to see you again. He said, no, I'm so sorry. You know, it was the devil. I said, shut up. Get out. I don't want to see you. I'm not waiting for my mother. I am the head of this house. You leave now. I said, what happened to you? There's no place for people like you here right there. I said, I'm standing and I'm waiting. Now, I, I, by nature, I'm not like that. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, but when the kingdom of God, as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, I say, you are an embarrassment to the gospel. Get out of my house. That's how he left. When my mom came, I told her, I've sent him away. And this was what happened. She said to me, well done, my son. That's violence. Glory to God. I could have said, oh, well, you know, but you too, why did you, why did you leave yourself to be exposed? Why, you know, I could have come up with anything. There's no excuse for violence. Did you hear me? Say there's no excuse. Yeah. The only kind of violence you are permitted is the violence that will advance the kingdom of God. And you don't take people's dignity. You don't, you don't violate anybody. You don't. It's wrong. No matter how you define it. No matter, no matter how you explain it. Even if she's walking naked before you. It's no excuse. It's 
Wrong. Wrong is wrong. And if you do that, you will go to hell and you will roast in hell. The lowest part of hell will be kept for people like that. We're going to advance the kingdom of God. We need to employ the law of violent engagement. Love passionately. Sacrifice for people. Help people. Build people. Don't destroy them. You get my point. So we're going to arrest that spirit that is trying to hijack this nation. I'm so happy I was watching a, a, I was watching a clip where the president was talking about you know, um, some, some leaders that, have, that, were, and that had taken some initiative, some church leaders, which, which is very good. And he's, 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 he has sent some uh, um, um, delegations to, um, what's the word? He has sent it. envoys. Thank you. I knew that. He has sent envoys to different countries to go and apologize and to also explain. You know, and I believe that that action is a result of, a, is an answer to prayer. Do you understand? It's part of, yeah. There has to be a holistic approach. And we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praying so that God will continue to speak to them. God will continue to tell them what to do. They will continue to tell them, give them ideas. So that this nation will not be hijacked by the forces of hell. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Come on. Time is gone. You may want to stand on your feet. Lord, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. My Lord and my God, I really thank you, Father, because I know that the devil has lost this one. The devil has lost this one. And you need to make a decision. Your, your home will not be a base for violence. Your home is not going to be a place where the devil will... will will establish his base. Make that decision. My Lord and my God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We want the violence that advances the kingdom. That's the only violence that we're going to permit. In our lives. In our communities. Amen. In our homes. Glory to God. If you allow violence to rule in your home. God will hold you responsible one day. So don't allow that. We're going to pray. And we'll say, Lord. 
have mercy upon us. Where we have been guilty of violence. Maybe it wasn't physical. Maybe it was verbal. Maybe it was emotional. Whatever it is. You know that hatred is a kind of violence. When you hate people, it's violence. Because Jesus said that, you know, he said that if you hate somebody, you've committed murder. And that's to tell you that hatred is violence. The spirit that brings hatred is a spirit of violence. So if you have ever hated anybody, you are guilty of violence. That means all of us need to repent. So let's ask God, Lord, help me. Forgive me. Forgive me. For harboring the spirit of violence. Come on, talk to God. Have mercy upon us, Lord. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us for accommodating violence in our hearts. In whatever form, forgive me, Lord, for allowing the spirit of violence in my life, in my heart. Forgive me. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse me. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse our hearts. Even if that person has wronged you, you need to forgive that person. Ask the Lord to help you. Mighty God. Mighty God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. So now we're going to identify. We are going to identify with every act of violence in this land. Every kind of violence. Whatever kind of violence that comes to your mind. You want to say, Lord... You know, like Daniel, when Daniel prayed, even Nehemiah prayed like that. When he prayed, there is what is known as identification repentance. So identification repentance is a kind of repentance where you didn't really do it, but you identify with those who are guilty. Do you get my point? You identify with them. So an identification repentance, Daniel said, I and my people have sinned against you. All right? We are guilty. So as a nation, we are guilty. We're not making excuses. You cannot be delivered from what you make excuses for. Do you get my point? So if you want to be delivered, most people struggle today. They cannot be free from their conditions because they will not admit. They're making excuses. But we don't want to make excuses. Lord, we're guilty. We are guilty of economic violence. Amen. Forgive us. <laughs> yes, we are guilty of emotional violence. Yes, we are guilty yes, of verbal violence. Yes, we are guilty of physical violence. Yes, we are guilty of religious violence. We are guilty. Let's just, let just come before God. Come on. Just, just be, ask the Lord. Lord. Oh Lord. We have sinned against you. We have sinned against your people and against you. Lord my God, oh Father God, even as a pastor, Lord God, I speak and I say, oh Father God, 
on behalf of every pastor in this land. Mighty God, Lord, oh Father, using, using religious position to violate people, to exploit people. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, oh Father, and forgive us as a people, oh Father. In the name of Jesus, have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Lord, we are guilty, oh Father God, of femicide, gender-based violence. Lord God, forgive us. Forgive us, oh God, for the wickedness of our hearts, oh God. Forgive us, oh Father. Forgive us for the hatred, oh God. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Oh, my Lord and my God, forgive us for violence against the weak, oh God. For economic violence, oh God. Oh, my God, have mercy upon us. Forgive us. Have mercy upon us. Forgive us, oh God. Lord, my God, we, we come before you and we ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse us. Let the blood of Jesus purify us, oh God. Oh, my God. Forgive us, oh Father. Oh Lord God, we we have, oh Father God, been violent culturally. Oh God. Oh my Lord, forgive us of cultural violence. We're guilty. We're guilty. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. Oh my God. My Lord and my God. We ask for your mercy, oh God. Oh Lord, my Father. Oh, Lord, my Father, forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh Father God. Oh, my God. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Every act of violence, Lord, we repent. We repent as a people. We repent as a nation. Oh, Father, violence, oh God. Oh, Father, towards foreigners. Violence, oh Father God, towards women. Violence towards children. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh Father. Have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us. Violence, oh Father, towards our brothers, towards our sisters, towards our mothers. Oh God, towards our fathers. Forgive us, oh God. Have mercy upon us. My Lord and my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Have mercy. Lord, my God. We give you glory. Oh Father. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray for the law of violent engagement. The love of God to possess us. You know, we already have the love of God in our hearts. But it needs to take over. Let the love of God take over your emotions. Let the love of God take over your mind. Let the love of God, you know, Take over your heart. Let your love, the love of God, be so strong in you that you will you will do anything for God. You're, 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 you're gonna do anything to advance the kingdom of God. Not the kingdom of self, but the kingdom of God. Let's pray. Let's ask, Lord my God. Lord, we give surrender ourselves. We surrender ourselves to your love. We surrender ourselves to the law of love. The law of love. You said in our in your word we should love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our mind. Lord my God, let your love take over our lives. True love, oh God. 
unconditional love. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Yeah, my God. Mighty God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Let me read Psalm 24 from verse 7. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. We're speaking to the gates of South Africa. The gates speaks of positions of power. It speaks of positions where decisions are being made. South Africa has several gates. Several gates. I remember when I first came to this nation, God spoke to me about some of these gates. You know, and I had to go and face those gates and pray and declare certain things. So we're going to speak. We're going to speak to this nation. So we are telling the, uh, the gates to be lifted up. Amen. You know, that the king of glory may come in. It's the king of glory we want. We don't want the king of hell. Yes. We, want, we don't want the king of hell in this land. We don't want the king of hell in any home. Yes. We don't want the king of, of hell in any community. We don't want the king of hell in our CBDs. We don't want the king of hell in our townships. Are you hearing me? Amen. We don't want the king of hell in our, in, in, in our suburbs. Amen. We want the king of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. So, as representatives of God on the earth, you have a right to, to invite the king of glory to come in. Hallelujah. Angels cannot invite the king of glory. But you and I can. They don't have that privilege. But you and I have that privilege. So we're going to use that privilege right now. I want to say, let the king of glory come into this nation. Hallelujah. Come into the union buildings. Come into the parliament. Hallelujah. Come into every department. Come into our campuses. Come in the name of Jesus. Come on, let the King of Glory. Oh Lord, my God, let the King of Glory come in, in the name of Jesus. King of Glory, come into this land, come into this nation, come into this nation. Yes. Oh my Lord and my God, Jesus, you are the King of Glory. Come and take your rightful place. Come and take your rightful place. In the name of Jesus. Yay! Mondele Besula Baba Baba. You have a song? You have a song? Think. The King of Glory! Let the King of Glory come into this nation. Let the King of Glory come into South Africa. Let the King of Glory come into every nation in Africa. Let the King of Glory come in. Let the King of Glory come in. Let the King of Glory come in. Glory come in. Yes! Mighty God. King of glory coming. 
mighty God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong. Our Lord is not weak. Come on, say, my Lord is strong. My Lord is strong. He is mighty. He is mighty in battle. That is the king of glory. Amen. He says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. The king of glory is coming into our government. The king of glory is coming to every department. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The king of glory can destroy the king of corruption. I'm telling you, the king of glory. Do you know what? There is more than enough wealth in this land for every citizen. There is more than enough for everybody. But we want the king of glory to come in. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands. Begin to bless the Lord. Jesus, we invite you into this land. We invite you into every sector. Oh God, every strata of this nation right now, come in. In the economy, let the King of Glory come in. In governance, let the King of Glory come in. In judiciary, let the King of Glory come in. In health, let the King of Glory come in. In education, let the King of Glory. In finance, let the King of Glory come in. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Mighty God. In media, let the King of Glory come in. Let the King of Glory come in. Yes, the seven mountains of this nation. We ask the King of Glory to come in and rule. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. My Lord. Mighty God. You are mighty. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.